What's up, motherfuckers? Scuba Steve back here with the return episode of Somewhat Supernatural. And today we are talking about something that uh, I hold near and dear to my heart. And we'll get into what the episode is about. Of course, you see here duendes. But some of you may be thinking, what is a duende? Never heard of a duende. But you have. You just didn't know that you've heard of a duende. So my co-host with the most... Joseph, how's it going? Also, one of my tag team partners outside Paranormal. How's it going, man? Man, it's going good. I just got home, still in my work uniform, sweating, but I'm here. I made it barely, but I made it. I'm glad you made it, man, because I was going to go with this alone. And I mean, I don't, I don't mind doing it alone. And I just realized I did not send you fucking show notes. I should do you that. Did not, I, but well, I can banter back and forth. Okay, so. well, that's all we need then, you know. So, What's been going on, man? What's been going on with you before I go on? What's going on with myself? What have you been up to, man? Man, not a whole lot. You know, we did that that investigation uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago at that house. And you know, we got another house investigation coming up. You know, we got Martha Chapel coming up. We got was a House of Rock coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, house of Rock's going to be a good one, man. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm excited for that one because not only because of the history of the building, but because we will be the first ever ever you know paranormal team to be on or to be to be in there you know investigating so i'm I'm really excited for that i mean that that building has so much history it's one of the oldest buildings in corpus so you know getting the honor of actually going in and doing what we do it, it i mean that's that's great you know um and then that house that i was telling you guys about that's going to be very interesting also especially with the history on that you know with, with the curse that was put on there supposed curse you know we'll see what happens man but personal life what's been going on you, uh, other than our ghost hunts you know because i mean our ghost hunts are fun and everything and but what, what else they is going are. on man not much just i just got done helping my daughter move furniture she's got a new place so she's getting away from her old roommate moving in with a new roommate. And so, yeah, that, that's why I was running behind today. Uh, other than that, man, we celebrated my youngest one's birthday last weekend. She turned yeah. 10. Happy, so happy birthday, birthday Leah. Leah. Happy birthday. Yes. Yes. Other than that, man, just working, uh, worked in the rain today. It wasn't that fun, but eh, you know, you know make a paycheck. I have a, I have a, you know, I'm lucky to have a inside job, so it's not, you know, when it rains and stuff, but I, the weather's definitely affected me today, actually all week. Cause it's been gloomy weather pretty much all fucking week. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it, it's been just like real, real shitty, um, as far, you know, weather wise, but, um, I really haven't been doing much. I mean, I, I, I of course have not been doing somewhat supernatural. It's been a while. I want to say yeah, my last well, episode was last February, I think maybe, maybe February. I think it was around February that, that I did my, you know, the beginning of February that we did uh, the last episode of somewhat supernatural. Um, and I just needed a break, man. Like, you know, it, it's, it's all fun in games. I love doing my podcast. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I just had other stuff going on um, mentally that I needed to take care of. And I, you know, for the most part, got it taken care of everything pops up every once in a while but you know i'm here i'm surviving and i'm ready to give out more paranormal to you know the fans of somewhat supernatural so i'm glad that you know we're able to come back and do that especially with a topic like this you know this wasn't the original topic for episode nine the original topic for episode nine was supposed to be sasquatch um but i have you know uh, a johnny d uh, and and tj bowser are going to be on that one with me but unfortunately johnny d couldn't 
make it today because he was getting his second vaccination. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to stress. I'm going to switch it up. I have tons of topics that I've been researching and we're going to go with one that I know you've been requesting for a long time. And I decided, hell yeah, let's, let's do the Duendes. You know what I mean? Um, And, and there are a lot of people that don't know what Duendes are, you know, and it was really crazy that when I posted on Facebook that, okay, you know, this is what I'm doing it on a buddy of mine, Chris was like, Oh, we have those in Guam. We have that legend in Guam. And I'm like, what the hell like that? That's really weird. But Guam has a lot of Spanish history in it. You know what I mean? So that's where the tale of the Duende originated was in Spain. And then of course it came over to Mexico and, you know, and I always say, anytime I hear a story or a legend or a tale or anything, a haunting, anything that comes out of Mexico, I believe it wholeheartedly, 100%. I don't need to see proofs. I don't need anybody to say, oh, this this is fake. No, I believe it. I believe it 100%, you know, and that with the Duendes, I mean, I've seen one. We'll get into that later. And I think I've actually seen two now that I think about it, because we're going to play some clips here in a bit. I was able to finally, I was able to finally figure out how to get clips on here. I asked TJ earlier, I was like, hey, uh, Bowser, how do, how do, I put clips like I want to play some clips, man. I feel like that's the one thing missing from the podcast is actually getting some clips up there, you know, uh, about our topics. And he was like, oh, you know, this, this and this. I was like, "Okay, cool. Perfect. I got this. So do you have the one dancing in the street? No, man. I I was looking for that one and I couldn't find it. Like I could not find. But the ones that I got they're they're pretty. I mean, they're they're pretty legit, man. Like um, because that's the first video I ever seen that introduced me to doing days. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was hooked from there on out. Yeah, man. And, and you can get on YouTube and just go down the rabbit hole of Duende oh, yeah. videos, you know, and of course you can tell some of them are fake, but then mm-hmm. there's some that are out there that are, you can tell 100%. That's not fake. Like, and if it is a fake, they did a damn good job at faking that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so uh, TJ, our TJ, dark side TJ just messaged me. Thanks for the invite, bro. Every What's time up, I ask every time, hold on though. Every time I ask him to be on the podcast, he's driving. I need you stationary at home, bro. I need you stay. I, I don't need you to be driving and wrecking. And then I don't want to see that shit on somewhat supernatural. I don't want to see you cross over into the ghost land because you know, you were driving and you wrecked into something. Oh my God. There's a ghost behind you. It's a duende. It's a duende. Yes, it's, a duende. it's so small. It's so small. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that was Joe's wife, Lisa. So, yeah, no, and, and it's it's not that I don't want my team on the show. Of course I do. You know what I mean? I, would, I love integrating you guys into the show, but TJ's never home. That fool's always driving. If I knew that he would be at home sitting down in front of the computer like you, I would have him on. But more than likely, he's yeah. fucking out and about driving around. So, but yeah, you know, like you were saying, we do have a lot of investigations coming up. Um, I have a lot of topics also for somewhat supernatural coming up as well i have a lot of um other things in the works also you know i was on a few podcasts uh my our our buddy ben from dark side i was on his first ever podcast called recycled corn check it out on spotify and i don't remember the uh the other place he has it but spotify for sure check it out on spotify it's called recycled corn what's that about 
it's just, dude, basically it was just him asking me questions about my life, man. Like it was really cool. Like yeah. a real laid back, uh, interview. It wasn't video. It's, it's audio only. Um, okay. and we literally just sat across from each other at a table and just, he asked questions. I gave him answers, you know, it was really cool. And it was two hours long, man. And it did not even seem like it went that far, you know, and it was, it was really good. Like he, he's going to go places with this podcast. Like he did, he's doing really good things, That's with awesome. it, you know, and, and granted that he doesn't want to do a video podcast. Cause he said his, uh, his face isn't made for TV, which, you know, <laughs> whatever, but he's going to do good things with it, man. Um, I was also on another podcast called horror three, six, five, um, where, you know, basically they just talked about, or I talked about my experiences as a paranormal investigator, talked about dark side, how we came together, you know, and I actually did that one about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer and, uh, it just dropped today. So if you guys get a chance, go check that out. Um, you know, but also, don't forget Project Louder. We have the widest variety of podcasts out there. So uh, I know uh, Bobby Amon just started his podcast and it's all about cosplay. So if you cosplay, it's called The Machine Shop with Bobby Amon. Be sure to check that out. It's really it's Guys, gonna, and, and the, la the last somewhat paranormal was with him on it, right? Somewhat supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was on the he yeah, was on the Jersey Devil. Yeah, he was on the Jersey yes. Devil. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So he's, you know, and he's he's on every Monday, you know, on Gore and More, but he, you know, he branched off and he's got his own, you know, um, podcast now about uh, cosplay, which is going to be really good. He, I, I know this last episode, I want to I want to say he had Corey on it, I believe, or that's the next episode coming up. So it's going to be really good. If, if you guys get a chance to check it out, check it out. If not. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? TV turn into podcast, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, this is reality right here. What you're watching on TV right. is not, you know, this is reality. So let's go we ahead. Notes, and, but no scripts. Yeah. Notes, but no scripts. This is all off the top wow. of this fucking crazy ass head. And Joe don't even have notes. Joe's <laughs> this is all fucking just off the top of his head completely. Yes. And, and hold on before we get started real quick suggestion for Ben. I know you did that podcast with him all audio. Just a suggestion if he wants to go this way. You ever watch uh, Vlad TV? No. No, it, he does a bunch of podcasts and stuff, interviews. Uh -huh. uh, it's all over YouTube and Vlad TV. He doesn't have the camera on himself. He has a camera on the person he's interviewing. So maybe if oh. he wanted to do something for YouTube, he could do it in that, that you know, layout to where the camera is just on the person getting interviewed and he's behind yeah. the camera. Yeah, that, that might work. That might actually work. Yeah. But, and you know, and like I said, it was really cool because we're in his game room and we just have the table between us and we're sitting at one end and the microphone's there and we're just talking, you know what I mean? And it was, it was really cool. Um, so I don't know. He's going to go places. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's good. Um, I know he was already, right, I, he might, you know, and we even mentioned you in the podcast. You know, yeah. we did. We did. He said, um, we we're talking about you being the rookie or something. I don't even I don't even remember what we said. We've established now. You're I not the not rookie anymore. TJ. TJ is the rookie. TJ, our TJ, dark side TJ. He's the rookie. That's what he gets. That's what he gets for missing so many investigations. He has been bumped down to the rookie because Joe officially now has more experience. Yes, Brody. Oh, shit. The Australian Kanga Banga, what's going on, Brody? 
Missed you, brother. Missed you. So the topic of the evening, like I said, is duendes. Okay. Now, some of you may say, what the hell is a duende? Well, let me tell you what a duende is. Okay. So the duende. Okay. First off, this is, I took this off the net, of course, but it's a cool little like insight to it. Okay. It says, beware. A Mexican mother told her children before they went off to bed. They're out there waiting for you for the right moment. Duendes will take you away in the middle of the night to their cave in the middle of the forest. They'll keep you there and no one will know because you'll be deep in the forest where nobody can hear you scream. Another mother may say, and if you get lost some and need some help, Duendes will be there to guide you to safety. So some people think Duendes are good. Some people think Duendes are bad. Now, the thing that I saw, and we'll get into later, get into that later of how to, you know, see which one's good and which ones are bad. Um, so in other words, the same entity that's viewed as evil and or mischievous by some is considered a good spirit who protects lost hikers, children and critters lost in the forest, whether good or evil duendes have been getting a lot of attention on the internet. Could somehow a legend from the depths of Mexico and South America be true, or is it simply some kind of hysteria? These are duendes. So the duende is a humanoid figure of folklore <clears throat> with variations from Iberian, Latin American, and Filipino cultures. In Spanish, duende originated as a con contraction of the phrase dueño de casa or duende de casa. In fact, basically like the owner of the house or the head of the house um, for the more master of the house per se are perhaps derived from some similar mythical being of the Viz Visigoth or Swabane Creek culture, given its similarity with the Tomte of the Swedish language. And I'm pretty sure that's not how it sounds. I said it all Mexican Tomte, but it's Swedish. So I, I wouldn't even know how to, you know, give the Swedish accent, but whatever, you know. Um, TJ said he's only missed two. He's missed more than two. He's missed more than two investigations. Let's be real. Let's be real. <clears throat> so uh, of the Swedish language conceptualized as a mischievous spirit inhabiting a dwelling. According to legend, this elf-like creature either dwelled in the forest or lived inside a child's bedroom walls. It is said that when the opportunity arrives, El Duende will lead children deep into the forest or to his cave or will come out of the walls to clumsily clip a, slipping, a sleeping child's toenail most often taking off the entire toe. So when I hear that, what I think of is the Stephen King movie, Cat's Eye. Have you ever seen Cat's Eye? If I, if I have, I don't remember it. So when it's Drew Barrymore. It hey, dude, dude, this is like from the eighties. It's we were kids when this movie came out. So Drew Barrymore is, is in the movie. Um, and she's little, man. She, I, it might have been one of her first movies that she did. And there's this little green goblin thing that like lives in her wall oh, that yeah, is like okay, sitting okay. on her chest, sucking her breath. That is what a duende to me is. Like anytime I think of a duende, that's the perfect example right there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think I think of garden gnomes. Well, yeah, I, and garden gnomes too. That's how it was. That's how it was explained to me when I first learned about it. Yeah. So in Spain and Portugal, the word duende refers to spirits like goblins or, or sprites. Like the English term goblin, duende is a vague term. A duende may be any kind of small spirit in, 
in general, they are associated with wild nature, very like a, very much like a sprite, although the word is sometimes also used to indicate small household helper spirits like a brownie or a lutin. They are mischievous and sometimes have a wicked sense of humor, but are generally not harmful, although there are exceptions. Now, I, I don't... Any of the videos that I've seen of a duende, they they don't really attack anybody. It's like they're running away. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to yeah. be caught. They don't want to be seen. It's just like by accident, they get caught on camera. You know what I mean? So it's very, it, you know, I, I don't think that they're there to hurt anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah at I've all. never seen any, any footage of one going after anybody. And yeah. it's, it's always almost like how they say about cockroaches, you know, they're, you know, they're more scared of you than you are of them. And fuck that. Every time I see that's the, my wife will say the same thing, <laughs> but no, that, that's what I've, that's what I've always seen in videos. It's, you know, it comes into frame. Someone screams, it gets spooked. You know, the person in the duende go the opposite directions. Uh, that's what I've always seen. Now, what you were talking about earlier, like some people think they could be good. Some people think they could be evil. It, to me, I think of it like you know, ghost hunting. You have good spirits, evil spirits, yep. residual. So I mean, it could be a mixture of both. I mean, it just depends. Well, you know, and well, you know, we'll get into that here in a bit when I describe their traits and how you can tell how one is evil and one is good. And it's 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 really fucked up the way you can tell the difference. But <laughs> yeah, it, and it is. It's you'll you'll see why. And you don't yeah. have to cuss them out like Lachusas, do you? No, you don't have to cuss them out like Lachusas. You may cuss and fucking piss your pants, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So in parts of Latin America, however, the term duende refers to a more specific type of spirit. Duendes are tiny ghosts, souls of fetuses and unbaptized infants. They are hungry, persistent, nagging ghosts. It is difficult to reason with them or appropriate them because they do not speak or comprehend. They just yearn and crave. So in Latin America, they think that if you do not have a child baptized um, or if you have like a miscarriage or something, that the soul of that baby or fetus becomes a duende. I had never heard that before. That was very interesting to me. So the most dangerous duendes are are souls of undesired, discarded newborn infants who have been killed, suffocated, strangled, drowned, whatever, or just abandoned and left for dead. Duendes haunt sources of fresh water, rivers, streams, or springs, but they usually try to rejoin the families into which they had anticipated being born. It is unclear whether they are angry and intend to cause harm or whether their presence alone is sufficiently toxic. They are potentially harmful, especially to living siblings who are often the only ones able to see them. Duende should be professionally exercised, but because many are the result of secret pregnancies, they are left to cause illness and harm. Now that to me is like the most in-depth look I've, ever heard of a duende because i just thought they were like little fucking david the gnomes running around you know what i mean because so to get this different view on them is kind of crazy so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna play 
a video here of a Duende sighting. I don't know which one to play, though. Let, one, two, or three, Joe. Take your pick. One, two, or three. I don't know. Which one's TJ? Huh? Oh, that didn't mean TJ. Are, Sorry, Joe. TJ. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, no, let's go with – let's start in the middle, number two. Number two. Okay, so on this one – uh, there's a group of, of kids riding their dirt bikes. Okay. Now, like I said, most of these take place in Mexico. So a lot of this is going to be in Spanish. They are riding their dirt bikes. One of them lays their dirt bike down because of what he sees coming out of the grass. So let's take a look. Pretty fucking creepy right broad Dude, daylight nice. okay. okay so and the thing that gets me on this is i, I would the first time i saw it, i was like okay that could be a deer you know it, it could be something you know like a baby deer but if you get if you look at it really closely you see yeah. like arms bipedal, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah so i mean and for him to drop his bike the way he did you know what i mean because of what he saw yeah. for me there's no way that could have been faked of course you know whatever it, people have you know great imaginations and they could have said hey let's fake this or whatever but for me like i said anything i see that comes out of mexico i'm believing 100 because i've seen shit you know what i mean so, um, so that guy that chased after it that's me remember when you saw that oh show? yeah oh dude <laughs> okay so that this right here is a perfect example of joe and i on investigations okay so joe and i went to um Ozona, Texas, and did an investigation by yeah, we the other the rest of the team wasn't able to go. So just Joe and I went and we teamed up with South Texas Ghost Ventures and Unknown Ventures. And what was it? Dirty South Paranormal was there also? South, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we did a you know a group thing with with these other ghost teams, and it was great. We we had the, the run of this old hotel that had been there for for a long time. You know, Ozona's a really small town. It, and you can tell it used to be a beautiful beautiful uh hotel <laughs> brody said brody. look like chad daddy running around naked a <laughs> little baby little baby chad daddy running around um so i saw something no cameras are running that's what that's what pissed me off because i had turned my body cam yeah. off and my other cameras we had set down on on the the desk that was there and out of the corner of my eye i see something so i look and I see somebody fucking standing in the doorway that looked like a little kid. I jump. Like when I say I jump, Joe can attest to this. I fucking jump. jump. Now I don't jump like that. Like I get scared of course, but not like that. This yeah, scared the shit scared out me. of me. And so I'm like there trying to compose myself and Joe fucking takes off running into the fucking darkness. And I'm like, 
Goodbye, Joe. I don't know how I'm going to explain this to your wife. We're, we're the car keys. You have the car keys, Joe. Don't die. But I mean, and we didn't see anything. And, and there was there was no way there was anybody else in that building with us at all. We had yeah. we had the sheriff sitting outside who, you know, was making sure that nobody else would enter this building. And it was it was just surreal seeing that happen. And I really wish I would have not turned my goddamn. Oh, and it wasn't even that I turned my body cam off. My body cam was full. The footage got uh, was full, so that's why it, yeah. it turned off. Yeah, mine mine had tomorrow. died probably probably thirty minutes before that. Mine had died. Yeah, and we set all of our other camera equipment up there. So we yeah, were, so yeah. it was it was it was intense. So check this out: traditional duende traits. Okay, mm. these are traditional traits of the duende. So duendes are said to be a little less than two feet tall. Okay, so you know they're about foot you know, to two feet tall. Um, there's one on here that I saw that may be a, a little bit bigger. You know what I mean? But we'll, we'll see that in the video here in a bit. So there are male and female duendes, but they look very uh, similar. So like most of the fairy folk, duendes can be good or bad depending on you or its mood. So if you are a happy person, then this duende that lives in the house with you is going to be a happy duende. If you are a miserable person, this duende is going to be miserable and probably be mischievous. You know what I mean? So your energy will give off an aura to that duende and basically decide so it feeds on off whatever, whatever yeah, energy you put out, it feeds off. of. Yes. So duendes are also very protective of their homes and the boundaries they have created to live in. So it's like when we were doing that investigation, kind of how I said, you know, fairies, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and that lady had all those fairies in there. And I told her, you know, if she ever sees mushrooms in a circle, don't, you know, ever disturb it. Same thing with the duendes, dude. Yes, exactly. Brody, like, like the little demons from the movie, the gate, Yes, exactly. Except not as demonic, I would say. You know what I mean? Uh, these things are like, they're supposed to be like gnomes. You know what I mean? Like David the gnome. Yeah. Every time I see them drawn, that's how they look. Um, and, and, you know, when you were talking about how, uh, you know, the spirit of unborn children or, you know, small children not baptized, what came to my mind, a little far out there, but you remember the movie Tales from the Hood. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the dolls. Yes. That's what, that's what in my mind, I'm like, man, that it just reminded me of that. Uh, that when I was a kid, man, that movie tripped me out, especially that one. So my dad, dolls. my dad loved like me and my dad used to watch that movie all the time. And we used to quote <laughs> it like all the time. And his favorite quote from that movie was welcome to hell. <laughs> motherfuckers. And he would like randomly just walk by doing that. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That was like so many years ago. Stop it. Yeah. Um, so duendes typically live in large groups in the jungle and he eat mostly fruits, fruit like fruits like figs. So mm. they don't eat meat. They are vegetarians per se, I guess. Uh, fruitarians, yeah. I guess. I don't fucking know. Uh, du also, duendes only have four fingers. I don't know if you knew this or not. They only have four fingers. Uh, they don't have thumbs. Yeah, they do not have thumbs. 
Well, I guess that's why we've never seen them in a tree. They can't really climb. Yeah, they can't really climb. So <laughs> in some cultures, the Wendy's are known to be good or bad. Now, here's the <laughs> this is a fucked up one, but I didn't make this up. OK, this is coming from legend. OK, in some cultures, some cultures, the Wendy's are known to be good or bad based on the color of their skin. Racist. Sounds culture. racist. Sounds racist as fuck to me. You know what I mean? Sounds like a white person point of view. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I'm not gonna say nothing, Joe. You can say that. You can say that. I can't. I'm white. Yeah, I'm white. you know, I, I'm 51% mutt and 49% Hispanic. So you know, I can't say I'm half that. white, half Caucasian. So. <laughs> so also, duendes like to dress in animal fur. And wear interesting hats. So here's where the David the Gnome similarities come into play because they wear, some of them wear those little pointy hats. Now, there is a video here that I'm going to play right now of uh, one of the Duendes. And I don't know if if you've ever seen the movie Phantasm. I think I talked to you about it, but I don't think you've ever seen it. I don't know. It sounds familiar. It, I don't think I have. They have those, uh, the floating balls that like drill into your head, like the shiny orbs. It's got the mm. tall man in it. And he's like, boy, horrible impression. But there's these little beings in there that wear, they look like Jawas the way they dress, like the Jawas from star Wars, but yeah. they have like smushed up faces. They're just fucking ugly, man. I have seen something similar to what is in this video so let, let's let's play this right here. Okay, so for those of you that are going to be on the audio only, didn't see what that was, and I should have explained the other video to you earlier now that I think about it. Um, so for those of you that are listening on audio, I played a video, and it's three kids that are basically you know, kicking a soccer ball around, and this little creature just fucking comes out of nowhere, and he's wearing a little brown cloak type thing, and he's about you know maybe two feet tall. And the kids see it and just fall to the floor. Like one of them is scared, falls to the floor screaming, Um, but I have seen something like that when I lived at my apartment, um, where my parents separated, I saw something like that run out of our freaking room. Like, and it was tiny, you know what I mean? And I thought for the longest time I was insane, but I, at the time I had seen that movie phantasm a lot. And that's what I saw was a little, one of those fucking things from phantasm. He looked exactly like that. So I don't know if it was a, I don't know if it was a duende or if it was just my imagination, but I don't know, man, it was, it's fucking crazy. So in Latin America, duendes are known to wait in homes to talk to the mothers. The reason they do this is because they want to eat the fucking kids. Okay. But (laughs) they need, they need permission from the mother first. While the kids well, are playing, yeah. While the kids are playing, they come up and attempt to eat them if the mother approves. Like, what the fuck? Well, what kind of shit is that? Like, how what shitty kind of mother a mother would approve? 
No, not even that. How shitty of a kid do you have to be that your mom's just like, yeah, fucking eat him. Eat the fucking bastard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we have another one. Like, fucking fuck that kid. You know, oh, fuck, fuck little Jose. He, yeah, yeah, fuck him. He fucking, he talked back. He fucking, you know, yeah. So that, that right there, I mean, and a lot of this shit, man, growing up the way I grew up, you know, and of course, you know, you're, you're, your wife's Hispanic. So, you know, a lot of our culture mm-hmm. and shit, our parents and our grandparents fucking fucked us up with fucking stories like this. You know what I mean? Go to bed or the cuckoo is going to eat you. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, don't stay out late at night and don't whistle at night. Cause if you do the lechuza is going to come and fucking rip your eyes out. Like what the fuck? What? Like, fuck. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so it's, it's a Latin thing, I guess, you know, but yeah. that's just, that's just how we grew up or, you know, so that, that could be what this is. Um, because, you know, like I said, some people say they're not evil. So if they're not evil, why the fuck do they want to eat go eat your figs in the, in the fucking yeah. forest. Don't be Dude, eating kitties. So <laughs> but I mean, just like there's fucked up people. I mean, there could be fucked up doing this too. So now if they only eat veggies and wheat and oat, why is there only source of meat, little kids? Innocence. They eat them for their innocence. Ah, mm. I like the way you turn that. It's yeah. like it's like the movie Legend, you know, where he wants the unicorn horn or whatever because the purity of the unicorn. And it's the same thing with the kids. You know what I mean? The duendes want to eat the kids because their souls are pure. Or if we go back to the 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 way they said that they are the souls of unborn children maybe they're jealous of the kid that actually got to be born and that's why they want to eat True. vengeance mm, i think i keep looking in the back to see if i see anything fucking run by because i will scream like a fucking girl i'm telling you that right now <laughs> yeah you, your dog walked by earlier all i saw was the tail i was like what was that i, was like, <laughs> no, no, I will fucking scream so how do you avoid a duende okay so avoiding a duende if you hear a a rumor that they're near just avoid the area plain and simple if you hear oh shit so-and-so got a duende at their house don't go to that fucking house you don't hear oh shit there's a duende in the fucking forest don't go to the fucking forest you're good um but there's not much you can do according to some legends only children can see the duendes however if you get a little too drunk you might be able to see them out of the corner of your eyes so that goes Kind of like with the whole ghost hunting thing, or, or you know what I mean? When you open yourself up, you uh, you know you can see more. Children are innocent. That's why I one hundred percent believe children can see shit that we can't see. I believe that we saw things as kids that, at a certain age, we stopped seeing. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, I, I believe wholeheartedly that yes, children can probably more than likely see the windows. Now, here's my other windows story. Okay, you ready for this shit? Because this happened around the same time as my second encounter with the hat man. It happened at the same fucking hot, uh, the same house that we lived at. So I don't remember how old I was, but it was my brother and sister were still little. So they were they were in the crib together. So my sister was already born. She was born in 85. So I had to have been four or five years old, maybe four. I think I was about four. So I am laying down, maybe five. I don't know. Laying down in my bed, you know, 
and I wake up and I hear what sounds like a saw, like a little saw, you know, a little hand saw, somebody sawing wood, but it's fucking like midnight. Nobody should be outside sawing wood. Nobody should be in my house sawing wood. My dad was working uh, in the oil field. He was a swamper, so he wasn't home. My mom was asleep. We all shared the same room. So just picture one big ass room. My bed's in the corner. My mom's diagonal. My brother and my sister are across from me in their crib. So I wake my mom up and I'm like, mom, I hear a noise in the living room. And she's like, it's just your brother and your sister's bottle. Go to bed. And I'm like, no, the fuck it's not. And I, dude, I remember this, man. Like, I clearly remember this. This is not a dream. This is not my mind playing tricks on me. This fucking happened. The noise stopped. And I was like, okay. And I close my eyes and then I hear it again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I hear like a piece of board fell. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I hear like little feet. So I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, mom, 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 but I'm scared. Nothing's coming out. I'm so scared. Like I, because I know what the fuck I'm hearing and I'm so scared that nothing is coming out. And so like I'm laying down and I'm facing the doorway and there's no lights on. It's dark, but there, I guess it, it might've been a full moon or maybe there was a street light outside in the front. There was light coming in from the living room. So I could see kind of into the living room and in the fucking doorway of the bedroom, I see something about this big. Okay. But it's like egg shaped. Okay. I don't see any features, but it, it, I mean, and it could have been wearing a hat because like I said, it, it was egg shaped. You know what I mean? So it might've been like a, just a pleasantly plump duende, but the way I described it was like a Humpty Dumpty. Like that's how I would describe it when I was younger. You know yeah, what I mean? When you said egg shape, that's, that's exactly what I thought. About. Yeah. It was like, it was like Humpty Dumpty. And so I'm like trying to scream, trying to scream and nothing is coming out. And I'm like, and then finally I get a scream out, right? I get a fucking scream out and it fucking screams back at me. Like it got scared when I fucking screamed. And um, I was what, like, what did the scream sound like? like it was just like a pitch? high pitch, just like a hype is like, 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 just, like uh, if something exactly. little screamed, you know what I mean? That, that, would, that would scare me more than seeing it. Like, and like, it was scared. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like a scream, like trying to scare me. It screamed yeah. because I scared it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I'm like screaming and screaming and my mom fucking jumps up and she's like, what? Well, in the process of her waking up because of my scream, this thing is still screaming and it runs under my fucking bed. And oh. I fucking sit up and I jump from my bed to my mom's bed. Yeah. And I told her what the fuck I saw. And, uh, she was like, what, what? And I was like, I, I saw, I know what the fuck I saw. I was like, I heard something sawing in the, in the living room. The board fell, get up and go look. There's gotta be some kind of, you know, board or something off. And she's like, just go to sleep. So I slept with my mom. Right. And I woke up in the morning and she wasn't in the room. She was in the, in the living room, uh, making or in the kitchen, making breakfast. And I go and I look every possible place to see if there was like wood or sawdust. There was nothing, man. Absolutely nothing that showed anything was out of place. You know what I mean? But I know what 
I did look under my bed. That was the that was one of the first places I looked. Like I was so scared, but I looked under the bed and there was nothing. So another thing that I had seen online was that these th- they they like to fix things. So if it had been something that it sawed, it would have fixed it. You know what I mean? If it was something that it made a hole in or something, it would have fixed it overnight because it, yeah. they do like fixing things. So the real El Duende, according to cryptozoologists, okay, the website BigfootEncounters.com states that people in Belize were talking about an entity called a Duende, D-W-E-N-D-I. The name is derived from the Spanish word Duende, meaning goblin. The site goes on to conjecture that Duende or El Duende was different from the other type of cryptid or from from another famous cryptid bigfoot because it was described kind of the same the yeah. site claims that uh writer michael cremo first detailed an eyewitness account in a book entitled forbidden archaeology also he stated writings from ivan sanderson a researcher who collected the accounts from dozens of men of substance who worked for responsible organizations mainly like the forestry department so he would get notification or you know he would be told these things occurred by people who like worked in the forest and that you know they saw this and they saw that so sanderson wrote in 1961 that a junior forestry officer had described in great detail two of these little creatures that he had suddenly noticed quietly watching him on several occasions near the foot of the maya mountains they don't want to be disturbed you know what i mean they they don't want any harm you know what i mean they, they don't want to cause harm some of them i guess so i guess that's why they were watchers especially when they live in the forest they may see or i mean this was back in 61 the world's changed a lot you know we, we're we're cutting into places that we shouldn't be there's a lot of forests that don't exist anymore so even if these creatures did kind of exist in the forest back then it's you know it's a possibility that they don't anymore because they've gone extinct if they existed yeah. so there is one other story that I want to tell about the Duende, but this one's a little different. This is um, from San Pedro folk- folklore, according to Angel Nunez. It's a personal account that he wrote. But before we do that, I want to play the last Duende video that I have here. Let me see. Where is it? This one is. So this one I watched a couple of times and because at first I was like, oh, that's just a mouse or a rat or something. But if you look closely, you see that this thing is bipedal and it's tiny and it's running across the floor and it casts a shadow. Okay, check it out. So, you know what I mean? You see it kind of hop and you see two little feet run across. So, yeah, you know, I, for, I, for anyone who wants to know, that's how Scuba looked when he jumped at the hotel. That is exactly how it looked. The way that little kid jumped really high. <laughs> so, again, for the audio listeners, we have uh, kids playing with a ball. 
in a room and the ball rolls out of the room. He runs to get the ball and he sees this little creature just kind of run across the, the floor. And I mean, it, it's insane, man. Um, because like I said, I do believe these things exist. I've seen them twice. So I know for a fact that, that these things aren't something to, to, you know, be made up by the imagination, you know? Yeah. Ben said it's a kangaroo mouse. That was not a kangaroo mouse, Ben. <laughs> Do they even have kangaroo mouse mice in Mexico, Ben? You don't even know. See, you're not a you're not a zoologist. You don't know everything, Ben. <laughs> it was a fucking duende, okay? That's what we're fucking going with. It was a duende. So now, now, now what's the hierarchy here in cryptids? Okay. So we got elves, duendes, and leprechauns. Which one's higher up than the other? Well, I think They're, what if there's well, a beef? You know, well, well, I mean, the leprechaun just wants to protect his gold. You know what I mean? Um, fucking Ben says, yeah, they have sombreros. Are you fucking trying to say we just saw Speedy Gonzalez? Are you just Dang. Damn. He hasn't been canceled saw, yet, so. Speedy be- Gonzalez confirmed. Woo! <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think that the leprechauns just want to protect their gold, you know, unless... They're evil little dicks, like in uh, the movie Leprechaun. Like in the movie, oh. yeah. I don't know. And then gnomes. I mean, I never. Of course, if you look online, there's there's stories of bad gnomes and you know all that shit. Mm-hmm. But I always, anytime I think of a gnome, I always think of like David the gnome. You know what I mean? Like that's my yeah. go to for gnomes because I grew up watching that cartoon and they they were always kind and gentle. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd be fucking horrified if i fucking saw one walking around you know what i mean um but then that just goes into the whole like fairies do fairies exist which i i don't see why not you know what i mean why the fuck not who knows i mean if if the government's telling us tons of earth we haven't explored yet or even discovered same with the oceans i mean they say we only explored what five percent of the ocean Man, I don't even fucking know, bro. I, I started looking into the hollow earth theory after watching fucking Godzilla versus Kong. And I was like, yeah. God damn it. Why did I start reading into this? Like I was like, Just okay, don't, this don't makes- go into the hollow. Don't go into the hollow moon theory. Oh uh, dude. Sub bases. Uh, yeah. Well, I kind of, I kind of looked into that the other day. So yeah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> ben, that is not nice, Ben, at all. I'm not even gonna put that up. I'm not even gonna that is not nice, sir. Ryan Seacrest is an angel. So this this last story I'm gonna do right here is the San Pedro folklore, according to Angel Nunez. This is his personal account. Okay. It says, do not go to the bush to cut firewood, nor look for coconut husks or el dueño del monte, which means like the the lord of the, of the jungle or the lord of the forest monte means like jungle like brushy area this was a common threat in the 1940s and 50s which his mom would use when she needed her children at home for some chores rather than going to play in the bush the children of course preferred going to the bush for the thrill of some adventure it was not that they liked cutting fire that they didn't like cutting firewood but hunting for bird nests and raiding eggs was a thrill in itself it also meant drinking fresh coconut water or hunting for cocoa plums or sea grapes 
a trip to the bush could also run you the luck of killing some wild bird, a bush hog, or even a deer. Now that was indeed a thrill. So how could mom's funny threats about El Dueño del Monte scare anyone and keep him out of the bush? El Dueño del Monte was another name given to El Duende. Those who saw him said he was about three feet tall and wore a, a wide-brimmed hat. Sometimes he wore a red hat and animal skin for clothing. Dad said that El Duende protected the animals in the bush and would get very angry when little boys killed birds without a reason. Mom said one could kill a bird if he would one could kill a bird if he would eat it, but to shoot one with a slingshot just to prove one's talent was wrong. El, El Duende was a daytime creature and would roam the bush and watch you mysteriously if you were killing animals. So basically he's like a protector of the forest. Okay. Sometimes El Duende would get tired and sit at the foot of a tree to fall asleep. He would transform itself into red clay Anyone spotting it would think it was some Maya artifact, but if you took it home, he would escape during the night. So when I think of that, I think maybe that's kind of like the origins of the garden gnome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that could be why they created garden gnomes was to maybe keep it's away. that legend. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, to keep them away because if they would think that, oh, okay, well, there's already one here. I'm going to move on. You know what I mean? Um. Where was I at? Oh, therefore, you can bet your sweet lip that if we found a clay figurine in the bush, we would not even touch it. What happened if El, if the duende caught you in the bush? Well, he would take you to his dwelling, which was a spot deeper in the woods, probably a cave. But there was a way to escape him. He only had four fingers and no thumbs. So there, there it goes again. Four fingers, no thumb. So if, if surprised by him, you could hide your thumb in your palm of your hands and he would think you are one of his and he would leave you unharmed. So if you just hid your thumb, you could trick him into thinking that you were also just a giant ass one day, I guess. But I guess, you know, little kids, little kids are smaller, so they could be, you know, the size of one day. Most of the evil characters were scared away. If you made the sign of the cross with sticks or even with your fingers, but El Duende was not an evil character. So he was not scared away by the cross. In fact, El Duende was a friendly character and only punished you if you were killing too many animals or doing mischief in the bush. He would be frequently spotted, especially during the Lenten season and especially on Good Fridays. I don't know what well, he's the... He's a Catholic. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, oh shit. The description of that's a little bit taller. Okay. We got Johnny D. What up, Johnny D? How'd your vaccination go, man? So Ben said, I went to the bush for other reasons, not suitable for, I hate you. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> he said, I can imagine way better places to put a thumb. I bet you can. I'm not, I'm not going to be on your podcast no more. You scare me. You scare me. <laughs> oh, so, since uh, Ben's on right now, I had to go, go back and watch. I had a, a suggestion for your podcast, Ben. Oh yeah. He did have a suggestion for your watch. podcast, Ben. What was it? Tell him. Tell him the suggestion. Oh, okay. Let me tell you, Ben. Okay, I heard about the interview with Scuba. He said, man, it was amazing. Now, he also said you didn't want your face on TV because it wasn't suitable for TV. You know, agree, disagree. Eh. 
<laughs> but no, if you if you go back, uh, I used to watch this uh, podcast, more like an interview setup from. It's on Vlad TV. The guy's name is Vlad, who does the interviews. But he's always behind the camera and has a camera on the person he's interviewing. So, hey, maybe something to check out, just a little suggestion. But heard you going places, so, hey, keep it up, man. I'll listen. Yeah, there you go. There's your suggestion by the lovely Joe. So, El Duende was identified by a piercing whistling. And that was his weakness. Anyone whistling in the bush was a target of an attack by him. That is why dad used to say, never whistle while you are in the bush or you will be calling on the duende to attack you. 25 years ago, if anyone saw a strange man in the village and he would ask you to follow him, you can be sure that no one did for fear that he could be the infamous duende. I'm sorry, but if I live in a fucking village and some random strangers like, hey, come to the forest with me, I, I would not fucking... Yeah, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? I just be like, yeah, I just be like, strange ass. Yeah, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I have one other story I want to read real quick because this was from Guam, um, and it's I don't know that I'll get into it or I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's really big, but basically kind of the same concept. Yeah, that's what she said. It's kind of the same concept of what what I just read from San Pedro right there was that. The, they they were told not to go into the jungle after dusk. And if you killed too many animals, basically the duendes would come and cause you, you know, uh, um, cause mishaps and stuff for you until you either went to go apologize to, you know, the flowers that you pick. Even if you picked flowers after dusk, that was one of the things is you do not pick any kind of flowers after dusk. So if you do, the basically the jungle gets mad at you and sends the duendes to punish you for, you know, doing that. And you would have to go and apologize to the jungle. And basically the lady was making, so there was a school assignment on how to trap a duende. So they, the daughter had the idea of making a trap where you would put, you would hang it from a tree make a hole in the ground. And then when the duende would try to go get whatever was, you know, hanging, he would fall in the hole. So they went to go pick some flowers and vegetation and stuff to put on her little, uh, her little project that she was doing, but it was already after the time that they should have picked the flowers, things started happening. She saw shadows up on her ceiling that looked like a little child with a pointy hat running in the house and it was, you know, she called, she got scared. She called her, her parents or her, her aunt and her mom. And the aunt came over and was like, no, it wasn't a little kid. It's not a ghost. It's a duende. You need to go apologize to the forest. So she went to go apologize to the forest and the little duende went away. So hmm. that was, you know, and that, that was from Guam. You know what I mean? So these things are yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and now now the San Pedro description they they describe her a little taller. I know she said three yeah, feet, three feet, yeah, and like a, a flat brimmed hat, like yeah. a wide brimmed hat, yeah. So like a a hat man or kind of like that, kind of that style hat, yeah, kind of like yeah. that. Which, um, the the drawing that I saw made him look like um, the drawing that I saw of him from the San Pedro one looked like uh, somebody that you would see like on Ren and Stimpy, like an old skinny man with like a long white beard, long nose, but just tiny. You know what I mean? Okay. 
So I don't know. Um, so what do you think after, after hearing all of this and, and hearing the description, what do you think, what are your thoughts on the Duende? Well, I would say, oh, I'll see you later guys. Um, real. Yes. Uh, as far as their descriptions or their intentions, I mean, there's, you know, too many descriptions, whether they're good, evil. Uh, so I don't know where to draw my conclusion on that. I would say like spirits and ghosts, you have some good, some evil. Um, I still picture them like garden gnomes or something like that, or like little, yeah. little gargoyle looking things. Like that one that was cloaked reminded me of a little Ewok, but. Well, uh, Jawa. like a Jawa from yeah, Star Wars. Ja yeah, Jawa. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I've seen too many videos, mainly from from Mexico, like you said. But yeah, I've seen a lot of videos. I mean, to me, there's no denying that they're real. Do they want to be seen and want to be known? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Kind of like Bigfoot, you know, he's not coming in places, you know, looking to get filmed and taking pictures of, and like he just wants to state himself too. And that that's kind of how I see them. Now the the San Pedro one where they're protectors of the forest and everything like that. I, I could see that. I've never heard that story before. So that's new to me. I'd have to look into that more, but definitely real, definitely something I don't want to come in contact with, even though I've never seen them come after anybody in any yeah. videos I've seen. I've never seen that. Do they eat kids? I doubt it. Um, yeah. I don't think they eat kids. I think that was just more yeah. of like a, like a, a parent trying to scare their kid into yeah. doing what, what they like, needed to keep do. It up, I'm going to let them eat you. Yeah. 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 Uh, hands down, no doubt. I think they're real. Still on the fence about fairies, but I think the windows are real. Yeah, they have to be. I just don't want right. to see one. Well, like I said, I agree 100%. They are real. I have seen them twice in my life or I think, I think that's what they were. I mean, I don't know what else they could have been. You know what I mean? Um, of course the description both times, I mean, are, are kind of different, you know, mm -hmm. but the, the, I'm telling you the egg shaped man that I saw, man, they, they had to have been a duende, a duende. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know what else it could have been. So and, I don't and know. Now, since, since there is male and female duendes, do they procreate? I mean, do they have offspring or is it, do they not even think of that? Because I don't know, I man. Heard anything. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, if there are male and female, then of course, you know, there has to be some kind of something going on there. You know what I mean? So yeah. and that, that, that could be that that last video of the little itty bitty one. Yeah. Or if it was a baby duende. Yeah, it could have been a baby duende. Yeah. I mean, or not not a full grown one. So they have to grow yeah. somehow. You know what I mean? Um, and maybe yeah. they, they, they reproduce in a way that we don't. You know, if they're magical creatures, who who the fuck knows? Maybe they, maybe they grow. Maybe they grow in mushrooms. Who knows? Right. So, ben said, "Of course they procreate." That's how we got Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Danny DeVito's the man. So, <laughs> once again, guys, I want to thank you for joining us on the return episode of Somewhat Supernatural. I promise you guys, it will not be such a long wait for the next episode. Next episode, we are tackling the one and only Sasquatch. We're going to have Johnny D and TJ Bowser on here. It's going to be a hell of an nice. episode. Joe, thank you for being on here, man. I always love having Thanks you on here. Me, my, man. My, my trusty co-host right here. So, yeah, you have anything you want to tell the people? 
man, just just tune in, man. Support Project Louder and everything they do. They got some awesome podcasts. Check out Ben's. What, what's it? What's it called? Ben's Recycled, uh, Recycled Corn, Corn Podcast. Yes, nice. sir. Yeah, check check that out. Definitely, I'm gonna have to check it out too because I haven't yet. But I'll definitely. I mean, if you want to hear, if you want to hear two hours of me just babbling, listen to it. It's great. I promise. I mean, you maybe, maybe I'll tune in for somebody else. I mean, bitch. I think I already know a, a lot about you. I don't know, so man. We touched on we touched on some subjects. We touched on some subjects that. uh we're pretty fucking deep, man. It was good. Like it wasn't all comedy the whole time. It was really good. Really good. That's why I said he's going uh, places, man. So once, out, again, man. once again, guys, thank you so much. I am your host with the motherfucking ghosts, Scuba Steve. Yeah. And that right there is Anjo. Anjo signing off. See y'all later. Stay spooky, baby. Peace.